Hi there, podcast listeners. We're doing yet another in our series of successful queries from published authors. This query is from Kate Watson, who is the author of the book Seeking Mansfield. And then after that, we will have some Q&A that we did at Fanex. 16-year-old Finley Price has perfected two things, how to direct a world-class production and how to fly way, way under the radar. The only person who ever seems to notice Finley is her best friend and godparent's son, Oliver Bertram. Since Finley moved in with her godparents after the death of her father, she and Oliver have grown close. If Finley could just take Oliver's constant encouragement to heart and step out of the shadows, she'd finally chase her dream of joining the prestigious Mansfield Theater. But when teen movie stars Emma and Harlan Crawford move across the street from the Bertrams, they shake up Finley and Oliver's stable friendship. As Emma and Oliver grow closer, Finley realizes that Harlan's attention is shifting to her. She discovers she might have feelings for him, too. Or is she only interested in Harlan because Oliver is taken? Finley does not want to be one, and she doesn't want to see Oliver with anyone else. To claim Oliver's heart and keep her own, she'll have to find the courage to do what she fears most, step into the spotlight. Hello. So I'm writing a story, and I'm trying to play both hard and soft magic because it's going through different characters' perspectives. And on one side, I want it to be, you know, like soft magic, where it's about just pushing the story along. But I want characters who, you know, like scholars, actually decide to break it down. But what would you say are some ways to be able to, like, kind of tie hard and soft magic into the same story? I think that probably depends on your character's understanding of the magic. Yeah, I think, I think you're already on the right track by having the perspectives be switched between people who would be investigating exactly how it works and the other person who has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about what I got. Yeah, I think yeah, that could be tricky unless you make sure that you know exactly what your magic system is going into it and that, like they said, it's more of that one person just doesn't understand it and how to utilize it and the other person does. Like, you can't just have two different kinds of magic, really. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of hard to do. Well, I mean, you could. There's always, like, the science versus religion thing. You can have more yeah. than one kind yeah. of magic going on, but you'd have to really specifically define that this is one kind yeah. that we don't understand and this is another kind that we have studied a whole lot and do understand. Yeah. In, yeah. in Bone Crier's Moon, I have two different kinds and one's harder and one's softer, but they both come from the gods and to get to access one god's power, you have to do blood and bone rituals and another god's power is more like ambiguous spiritual stuff and that's softer. But it still ties back into like it comes from the gods and you can get away with anything then. I think, <laughs> I think well, it, yeah, I just think you have to have it make sense, like, yeah. where it originates from and why there's more than one kind. And mm-hmm. and those gods are at war with each other. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Um, so, I really enjoy creating magic systems, and I feel like I sometimes get lost in just figuring out more and more stuff. So, how do you get to the point where you decide, okay, I know enough about the magic system now I need to really write the story. When um, you want to make money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know what? There's always revisions. I, I try. I know most everything, but we, when you're drafting a book, you might be like, oh, that's how the magic should work. Mm-hmm. Magic thing called revisions. You go back and you make that work. You, you make it cohesive and set it up from the very beginning. So you don't have to know every single thing and be thinking about magic systems for 10 years before you write a book. Katie and I are really different. So she loves, I'm a big outliner. She loves to research and research and think and plan and plan. And I'm like, 
I will get an idea and I'll write down the basic things and I'll figure out the stuff I need to know to get started. But I want to get started. I want to start writing the book. And if I need to figure out things as I go, I will. So we're very different that way. And But there's good things to both, you know. But th there is the... And she doesn't do this, but there are a lot of writers who sometimes will get lost in the planning and then you never get to writing the book. Yeah. And that's the whole goal. So if you already are asking that question, then the answer is now. Yeah. Start writing the book now. And be really careful. You've planned, you've already figured out so much. Be really careful how much you give. Your, your reader doesn't need to know nearly as much as you do. Um, so just weave it in a little bit. It's not like big, just like tip of the iceberg, you know, not big chunks. So Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> poor Cameron. We always cut him off. Go ahead. Uh, I have a question about just uh, ma different magic systems interacting with the with each other. So, like, I like having a diverse cast of, like, you have orcs, you have dwarves, you have just general. You may have ten different races, but they all have their ten different ways they do magic or technology. How would you, come like, write a story to... It's still, the world still has to work the same way, even though you have different people in it. Go ahead, Cameron. Yeah, I was going to say, the way I handle that in my writing is I make sure I have a unifying theory behind the different ways that people use magic. Um, I think Sanderson's Cosmere is a great way to look at that, because the magic systems on all of his worlds all work very, very differently. But if you dig, you find underneath it, okay, there's the three realms of stuff, and those are the same for all of them. And you can predict how different magic systems from different worlds interact with each other based on how they use those three realms. So even though the characters don't know anything about those three realms, usually, um, if you've bothered to dig into it as a reader, there's you can find the continuity between the magic systems because Sanderson went to the lengths to build a foundation that even though no one ever sees it, it's there. Okay. 